Hello and welcome into the Gotta Be Saints podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Gotta. Join me each week as I speak with future saints about being saints. Today's podcast is titled Sacred Sons Navigating Catholic Manhood. I have with me Nicholas Sledge. Nicholas, how are you? I'm well, sir. How are you doing, Brendan? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. So I will, of course, let you introduce yourself, Nicholas, but I'm so thankful to have you on here. And as evident by the title, we're here to talk about manhood. And Nicholas runs a wonderful page that is focused on just that. But uh, before we get going on our topic, I want to, of course, shout out our sponsors here. Firstly, the Catholic Company. The Catholic Company is a one-stop shop for all your Catholic needs, from rosaries to books to clothing. The Catholic Company has it all. And if you look in the show notes of this episode, there is a special code that is unique to those who listen to the Gotta Be Saints podcast. This code will give you 20% off any order at the Catholic Company website. So check out the show notes, and you'll get that coupon code. I also want to shout out our second sponsor, which is Good Catholic. Good Catholic is a digital media channel. They provide wonderful Catholic series that focus on different topics of the faith. And if you use the code in the show notes for Good Catholic, you can also get 20% off any of those series. So check out the show notes for both of those codes. And we're so thankful for those sponsors. Again, we're here talking with Nicholas Sledge. Nicholas, uh, if you could just just give yourself or give our audience uh, an, an introduction. Tell us about who you are. All right, well, uh, hello, all those in listener land. Um, <laughs> shout out to the podcast, Catholic Stuff You Should Know. I um, absolutely love them uh, for many, many years since they started. I've always wanted to use the term listener land. So, um, hello, I'm, I'm Nick Sledge uh, or Nicholas. Um, yeah, what do you I'm prefer? Here. So my street name is Little Rico, but I, I can go by <laughs> Nick or Nicholas. That that matters not. I'm happy to be called either one. Um <laughs> But uh, I am the, the founder of Catholic Manhood. And uh, to put it simply, um, I just find time uh, to post on Instagram and Twitter and my small uh, corner of Substack newsletter about authentic Catholic masculinity. And, uh, you know, that's what I've been doing. Uh, I believe I got started around the same time as you. It was uh, sometime in 2019 uh, that I kind of founded it inside of a coffee shop here in Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah, uh, same time so, yeah. has, has got to be saints. Yes. And um, so, yeah, that the gist of it is that, uh, you know, I, I post inspirational and um, uh, hard to hear facts about um, living a life of holiness as a man in the modern world and as a Catholic more specifically. Yep. Yep. And, and I've been following you probably right around the inception. I think we both have been following each other from from early on. And it's just... Yes, you're I mean, one of the first accounts I follow. Oh, there we go. And, and you post just wonderful content. I mean, I think uh, you're also just very uh, detailed and you, I think, you know, you clearly put real time into it. So I appreciate that about what you're doing. And I, I pray that you can continue to you be used by the Lord in this way. And um, this is actually our first time actually getting to talk face to face. So this is, this is a gift 
Um, yes, after absolutely after seeing you on the on the reels and everything, uh, definitely definitely nice to talk to you uh, in in quasi person. Uh, yeah, that's for yeah, sure. exactly. Well, as as I mentioned earlier, we're here talking about masculinity, and actually, our title uh, we came up with through uh, Chat GPT. Is that how you say it? <laughs> yes. Uh, I always get it wrong. So AI helped us figure out our title today. So Sacred Sons Navigating Catholic Manhood. If you're concerned about AI, the next time Nick and I talk on here, we're going to we're going to talk about AI. But that's not for today. Um, but l- let's get with ro- excitement on that one just as much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we might just have to record that right after this. But uh, <laughs> so we're talking about manhood and clearly you're you're passionate about this, Nick. So. Uh, can you kind of share a little bit of why you're so passionate about this topic? And then, you know, as Catholics, do we even understand, uh, do we see masculinity differently than the world? But I think we can start with really focusing on just your passion for for said topic. Absolutely. So um, I, I will start with, uh, you know, it all started in a log cabin many years ago. Uh, so I, when I'm, I'm 30 now. Um, and when I when I days before my 21st birthday, I was baptized and um, I can, you know, I converted to the Catholic faith. And um, I noticed through some time uh, I, I will shorten this for the sake of the episode. But through some time as I was going kind of from church to church and as a convert, um, I didn't know really many people like through a Catholic community. I am very blessed to have that now. But at the time, at the beginning of my journey, my friends were, you know, St. Augustine, St. Francis, uh, and, uh, you know, Jesus and the God and the, the apostles, uh, which I'm very, again, very blessed to have them. Yeah, those are good. Those uh, are good friends. You know, those good friends, but, uh, you know, out in, when I, when I would go to, um, a mass, um, I don't know if I was properly catechized at the very beginning um however it's you know that took some time to fully understand you know the graces um, that came through uh, my conversion but uh, i would kind of sit in the pews and i would notice many parishes were 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 sort of empty and what they especially lacked was um i i noticed a lack of of men coming you know either by themselves or with their families. And uh, I wasn't, I, I didn't understand why that was the case. Um, and it took me some time to really think about it. And uh, I will say I had some really strong role models, you know, in my life, uh, you know, my, my, my father and mother, they're, they're good Christian parents. Uh, you know, I, I grew up Baptist. Um, you know, my grandfather, he was a good Christian man. He was a preacher and uh, you know, I had that good Christian, uh, at least a you know a Christian background um, in mm-hmm. the first place, and I, I felt I was very much supported and still am by those by those you know those role models, those men in my life that kind of taught me things. And I I noticed there was a lack of this inside of the inside of the churches that I went in, and I'm not saying that it was everywhere, but you know it's just a general thing that I noticed, and I didn't have anybody to help me navigate these questions. Like as a modern man, what do I do? How do I how do I move in in the world as a Catholic man? So I started delving into this subject because I was simply interested in it. Well, um, I was sitting in a coffee shop and I started using Canva 
uh, the social media uh, or the, the, you know, the graphics thing. A lot of people use it. Uh, 12 bucks been, a month. That's been a Canva aficionado since uh, 2015. So I'm a fan. Yes. A big fan of it. I started messing around on there and I just put, you know, in letters, this font was um, <laughs> old standard. And I'm like, oh, what an apt font uh, for this. And I just typed in Catholic manhood to see what it would look like. And in, and in that was born the social media of what I uh, have today. And, uh, you know, I was like, you know what? There's an ideal of the of the perfect, um, virtuous Catholic man, and that is Jesus Christ. But what is that? how can I get this to the modern man? And I thought that was the best way to go. So I started an Instagram page. Um, I started posting, you know, inspirational quotes and uh, blurbs um, from the saints and from the gospels. And uh, it kind of took off from there. And uh, that's where we are today. And that's how I, I met uh, the illustrious Brendan Gotta of Gotta Be Saints. <laughs> well, it- and it, it is, it's a joy to see what you're doing. Uh, and I think it's beautiful that, you know, how you got to this point is, is rather simple in the sense of you saw one great earthly examples, but then you had these relationships with also the saints. And then you looked around and said, why are there not more great relationships? Why are there not more men here present, especially in the churches? And You've now looked to rectify that. I think it is so common in our society today to see women very active in their church communities, very active and in the roles. A beautiful thing, you know. Uh, it truly is. Uh, oh, but you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not to shortchange the impact that that has and the beauty of that, but at the same time, the family goes oftentimes as the man goes. And so when the man is faithful, the children are faithful. And when the father is not faithful, is not present, is not active in in the church, the children do not find religion to be necessary or important. And so, you know, this idea of navigating Catholic manhood is something that is essential to the discussion in our church. It's essential to be having this conversation today. And it's essential for us as men to be leading the charge in inviting other men into, you know, desiring holiness. And so I think the next question I kind of want to ask you or dive into is, as Catholics, do we understand masculinity differently than the world, in your opinion? I mean, does the modern world even know about masculinity? Um, from what we're seeing, I'm not so sure. Uh, you know, some would, some would argue not. Uh, but yes, I, I definitely think the world has, a, 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 for lack of a better word, a disordered view, just like many things, um, you know, on like what true masculinity is, especially from a Catholic perspective. You know, in a nutshell, Catholic masculinity is self-sacrifice. And that is something that, we aren't necessarily taught. It's like, what can we get? Not what can we give? Um, You know, it's truly about a man bearing his cross, trusting God to broaden his shoulders and accepting the role and responsibility of one's vocation, whether it be called to the priesthood or that of a husband and father. 
Um, you know, I, I think there, there's a good, um, I think there are good, um, nine or so that I've counted in my head, um, aspects of this type of Catholic masculinity and really all starts with Christ. So the first one would be the self-sacrificed, self-sacrificing like Christ. You know, he died for us and we need to embody that. So it all starts up there with the top and it goes down to, you know, you need things such as virtuous leadership. Um, you know, we're we're called to lead by example um, and striving to be role models for others. You know, you, you want to empower uh, your brothers into holiness um, and that works for yourself, too. Um, so humility, integrity, selflessness. Um, another thing would be like respect for dignity. Uh, we recognize the inherent dignity of every human being, which unfortunately today, I'm, you know, that's I feel like somewhat has gone by the wayside, um, to say the least. Um, a, you know, a Catholic man respects others and honors others, um, you know, treats them with kindness, empathy and compassion, you know, love, uh, you know, just like Christ did, um, you know, calling a, a, a calling to ascend uh, the ascent of your heart. Um, and that leads me to number three, you know, authentic love, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's a big one. Uh, you know, so what do you mean by that? Um, Catholic men understand the true meaning of love. They embrace the example of Christ. You know, he died for us, uh, for humanity. So, you know, a Catholic man loves his spouse, loves his family and friends with complete unwavering devotion. And that doesn't necessarily mean to affirm everything that they do, but to love them in spite of that, you know? And I think of another one, you know, discipleship and prayer, obviously Catholic masculinity is rooted in a deep relationship with God. Um, uh, Courage. You know, we have to exhibit unwavering courage, standing up for truth and justice. That doesn't mean we can't be scared. It just means we have to stand up for what is right. Always. Um, I do think Catholic masculinity, we need to nurture fatherhood. Um, Mm. You know, Catholic. Yes. A Catholic man recognizes the importance of, uh, you know, of the fatherly role. And especially if you are one, you need to embrace that role as a loving and nurturing parent. Um, you know, we provide we have to provide a safe and stable environment for our children. We have to pass on uh, the moral uh, values um, that Christ teaches. And, and we have to raise them to be virtuous individuals and therefore to help bring forth the kingdom of God. Um, and I promise I'm getting towards the end of this, but I, I do <laughs> no, you're good. You're a good. Full circle of it. Um, you know, humble. What's the word? You know, servanthood. Uh, you know, we're we need to be characterized not by I mean, don't get me wrong, physical physical strength is very important for a man. But on top of that, we we have to be humble. Um, mm. Humility is like a very key difference in like authentic Catholic masculinity as opposed to the Andrew Tates of the world that are it's complete opposite. You know, um, a, a Catholic man humbly uses like our talents, and our abilities to serve others, uh, especially yep. those in need. Um, and I think that's a very like of all of many of those. Uh, that's something there should be some emphasis on for sure. Um, you know, another one is uh, 
embracing virtue. Um, we strive for holiness by cultivating the virtue virtues in our own lives. You know, we seek to embody traits like just like humility, patience. Here's a big one. Chastity, which is not talked about very often and temperance. And by pursuing all of these virtues, we can become like the men of character and we can cry. So people can see Christ in us, even if they never seen Christ before, we're supposed to reflect that into the world. Um, so as a conclusion, I think those good eight or nine um, emphases that I gave, I think it really embodies um, what Catholic masculinity, you know, is and what the world is missing from it. Well, from from there, I think everything you said was spot on. What does it look like in your mind in today's world? You know, we we both probably would say or would agree that it is lacking in our culture today. What is what does masculinity look like to the secular world, in your opinion? Like what it currently looks like, and yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 um, yeah. Well, I have the qualities of like living manfully are looked down upon in modern society. And, you know, the term toxic is used far too often. Um, a balance of femininity and masculinity makes the world balanced. And without uh, complementing one with the other, you have disorder. And that has been that the case since the fall. So I shouldn't be surprised, but I have noticed it specifically in post-enlightenment uh, or, or enlightenment uh influence society that these 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 words like toxic masculinity have really sunk in and don't get me wrong i do think there are versions of toxic masculinity and they're like caricatured you know just like i said about andrew tate or or some of the other guys that are riding around and you know bentley's and posting all the all their charity online and throwing money and having a bunch of girlfriends around them. That's all the caricature novelty types of masculinity that people associate because, you know, we're such um, consumers of media in the first place. So I think in, in the bad view, like why people have that bad view, that's what they look for. That's what they're looking at when they think of the term masculinity in 2023. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think the only thing I'd add to that is I think that masculinity today could also just be defined almost as, a loneliness or a uh, individualism that is devoid of relationship or devoid of support. You know, we in our society and today, sacrifice. Look at, yeah, exactly. But it, sacrifice. And then also just the, almost the inability to, to ask for help and to find help. You know, our faith is so beautiful in that, our Lord in every instance is inviting us into relationship and community and to support one another. I mean, you look at sacred scripture, you look at the 12, he sends them out two by two. You know, you look at St. Paul and his ministry, you know, he goes to these communities. He invites them as a community to support each other. And yet yeah. in our society, in our society today, so much of it is, how can I do this on my own? And you remove yourself completely from God uh, mm -hmm. or he's there, but he's really just more of a, uh, a stepping stone or a talking point. Almost, you know, you wear him as a badge. You've got those men out there in society who wear a crucifix and yet their relationship with the Lord is 
is very distant or it's not deep. It has no real founding. It's, it's a house built on sand as opposed to a house built on rock. And I think that is something that as Catholic men, we have a calling to, you know, sound the alarms and to speak about what it truly is. All the things that you listed earlier, you know, and of course it starts with that humility, that humble spirit to desire to reflect uh, what the Lord shows us uh, is masculinity. So the, the next thing I want to kind of ask you about is, is your own work. You talked a little bit about this earlier when you just gave your introduction, but what is your online ministry really looking to do and, and, and what's its, its main purpose? Uh, and yeah, and to piggyback on that, to quote St. Augustine, you know, pray as though everything depended on God and work as though everything depended on you. I do think that that dependence on God is not talked about enough and dependence on your fellow interdependence or codependence on your fellow man. That is not talked about enough. Um, so I, I totally agree with you. Um, so on, as far as my online ministry. You know, the whole purpose, again, is to help build back up strong Catholic men to, you know, big three, return, revive and restore society for like the kingdom of God. You know, um, you notice I have a painting of St. Paul as my my profile pic on my there. And uh, that was intentional. You know, I'm I'm calling and don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing myself. Let me be very clear. I'm not comparing myself to the greatness of St. Paul that, you know, Christ worked through him. <laughs> I just absolutely love that. Love that painting, but it's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Uh, you know, I'm I am calling men to be the ideal of a man, uh, and like to be like Christ. Um, so that's why I don't necessarily like I don't put my face on hardly anything. Yes, I post some pictures of my family, but the whole idea is like there's this there's this thing out there, and you know there's this person, uh, this this God, this God that is the perfect archetype of authentic masculinity and we are to if you want to be a good virtuous man you're going to follow christ i would say that is my ultimate goal Uh, that's why i try to be plainfully blunt in my post but also stir inspiration in the hearts of men Uh, you know i'm I'm on the same journey as all the all these other men out there uh, you know on instagram and twitter maybe we shouldn't be on it that as much Uh, but uh, you know we are all facing we learn and we're all facing the same way. Um, you know, hopefully that leads people to the one true faith and therefore to sainthood, to Christ. So that's, that's what I'd like to, you know, um, a good outline of my online ministry and the goal of it. Well, I, I appreciate it so much. And I think what you kind of said is, you know, you, you aren't there to promote yourself, which is something I appreciate so much. I think. Thank you. I, I always talk to my, my wife about this with my own work, you know, as I get to run this podcast, which is such a blessing and running my page, you know, I, I tell her, if this ever becomes about me, you got to help me stop because that is yes. the last thing that I want. If I, it is not pointing me, it, sorry, if it isn't pointing, well, of course me, but also others back to Christ, I've made a mistake. And I think yes. this is another conversation we could have, but we could probably sit here and talk about the issue there that is so often plaguing our uh, space, you know, within the Catholic ministry uh, that people, good, good people who are using their channels to promote the Lord, sometimes 
there is a disconnect and they've i think sometimes self-promotion has become the idol in this space you know yes. and, and and the devil uses that you know where i you're probably the same way i'm select in the people that i follow in the pages that i follow because mm-hmm. i want to receive content i want to see things that are going to help build me up and bring me closer to him and i i struggle with that because i have to balance it myself yes i completely agree and you know being a and some friends of mine have spoken about this too. You know, you see a lot of people that really started out uh, really well. And by the way, I've had the same conversation with my wife. Um, she keeps me grounded in that too. You know, if I'm not doing this for the greater glory of God, you know, am I succeeding? Should I even do this anymore? Uh, but, you know, you start putting your face on there. That's where things start kind of turning. And then you start kind of promoting yourself over Christ. And that's why I have elected, you know, much like yourself. Yes, we put pictures of our ourselves and like our big moments on there. But the face of that is the face of our Instagram, essentially, and our, like our accounts is is something other than us because we're not important. Ultimately, what's important is living like uh, Jesus. So I completely agree with you there. And it's a, it's a very slippery slope once you, once that happens. And I, I pray that, you know, neither me nor you uh, have to have to go through that battle, you know? Yeah. Well, I, I'm fortunate enough to look like this, so it's easy to keep my face off of the online presence. You know, there aren't going to be too many <laughs> likes <laughs> coming from people. Uh, hey, but we're both married, you know what I mean? So somebody loved us. Confidence. Confidence goes a long way. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Just got to walk in the room like you own the place. (laughs) Uh, The next thing I want to talk to you about is is just personal holiness. How does that kind of come into this topic? Is we're sitting here talking about being sacred sons, which I just love that idea. Sacred sons, which is what we truly are. You know, we have been baptized, we've been brought into this faith, and we've been given that grace. We have that. Uh, that mark on us that is is permanent. But as we navigate this sacredness of our calling, you know, holiness is a big part of that, is it not? And 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 what is in your mind? What does that look like for each man and of course hey. each woman? Amen, brother. Um, so um, so it's paramount. Personal holiness is absolutely paramount. Um, granted, I have many faults, and I'm but a uh, but a sinner myself. However, personal holiness is very important. Obviously, um, at times in the Gospels, um, Jesus left everyone and prayed uh, multiple times. Um, uh, we can sort of compare that to ourselves in a way. Uh, of course, we are not Christ, but we seek to be like Him. You know, at times we have to embrace Christ in our hearts first. You know, if we can't do that. We can't go out into the world and expect people to do what we say, not what we do. You know, I think St. Ignatius of Loyola said something along the lines of reform yourself. Uh, (laughs) You know, um, you have to look inward first before you can go outward. Interested in learning more about your faith? I invite you to check out Good Catholic. They are a digital media brand focused on sharing and teaching about the faith. 
From podcasts to blogs to digital series, Good Catholic has it all. Use the code in the show notes to get 20% off your order at Good Catholic. Amen. Well, and I think your, uh, yeah, just your comment about prayer. You know, Mother Teresa said that Jesus sacrificed even charity for prayer. You know, something we have to recognize. I didn't think about that. That's a yeah. That's, he that's even sacrificed. I mean, because the the way she kind of states it is like, look, if he could have been spending that time, you know, healing people, hearing the blind, raising the dead, and yet he took that time for prayer. If that's not the biggest reminder to each and every one of us that charity was even sacrificed for prayer if that doesn't remind us how important this is then i don't know what is uh just just something that's beautiful to think about from there let's talk about the sacraments how important are the sacraments in this journey to being holy to being saints to being the men that we're called to be again paramount and this obviously this relates to personal holiness um again i'm a convert so I will say that the Eucharist, you know, the real presence of Jesus Christ, along with uh, reconciliation, um, I have such a, a, a fondness for it's so beautiful to me. And, uh, you know, whether this sounds feminine or not, I mean, it's just uh, that it it doesn't matter, to be quite honest with you, because it is such a beautiful thing. All of the sacraments. Um, so whoever is hearing this right now, just begin. Examine your conscience. Repent. Seek God's forgiveness and allow him to put yourself in a state of grace to receive our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, You know, so I would like to like small story here. Um, Father um, Adam Carrico, uh, he married uh, my wife and I. Um, He's been essentially my spiritual director for some time now. Uh, He's an awesome priest. And whenever I would go to confession, um, he would have um, he has this huge painting of the prodigal son, um, in there. And it took me some time to to wonder, I was like, yeah, that's a beautiful painting. But, you know, as I started, as I would go in there more and more at one point in time, I, I just broke down in front of that painting because when you realize that, that prodigal son, like running back to his father, that's, that's you and me, you know? Um, Christ or God is will always allow you to go to leave, but he'll always have his arms open wide to come back and to, you know, repent and live the life and be the man you were called to be. And that is, that is possible in confession. So if there's anything I can stress for, of course, that all of the sacraments are beautiful. But if you haven't gone to confession, please go uh, repent and promise or attempt to sin no more and love Jesus. Uh, I, I can't stress that enough. It's, it's so beautiful that there's so much freedom in that. And uh, I think the modern world seeks that type of freedom, but doesn't necessarily know about it. I think Paradox, that, really. I think that's exactly right. And I think... Your comment earlier, you're talking about humility and how important that is. This, again, is a moment of humility to to go before your creator in persona Christi, you know, go to the priest who is Christ in that moment. Mm-hmm. And to ask for forgiveness is one of the most beautiful and humbling things in the world. And yet it's also one of the most life changing things. 
I've never once walked out of confession not happier, not more joyful. I mean, there's every time a weight lifted off my shoulders, no matter if I am in the, you know, if I was confessing the deepest sins of my life or if it was one of the more routine confessions, each time I walk out of there, just being able to breathe and knowing that the Lord Jesus has forgiven me, that he loves me, and that is a feeling that as Catholics, we are so blessed to have. And I invite, just as you invited the the listener, lean into that, turn to it, repent, go to confession and watch. Your life will be different. It will be better. It will be changed, especially if you keep leaning into those same graces and to that sacrament time and time again. Yes, the the burden is indeed light. Um, you know, uh, it's it's a beautiful uh, it's a beautiful thing that's for sure. And especially the you know, I'm we are both blessed enough um, to have the you know the sacrament of holy matrimony. Um, you know, I, I know we'll get to that here in a little bit, but uh, you know, it uh, it's it's a it's a special grace. Um, and the, the the sacrament of matrimony has uh, has definitely done a lot for me. And uh, it, uh, I'm very happy to talk about that here soon, too. Yeah, yeah. No, that, I mean, that's the next thing I kind of want to talk to you about is I think, you know, as we talk here about Catholic masculinity, Catholic manhood, talking about and how do you navigate that? There are so many ways that we could go in this. And I think we both know that this is a broad topic. And, you know, we could probably sit here for hours and hours and, and <laughs> exhaust each and every bit and piece of this. So, of course, we're condensing it into a 45-minute to an hour conversation, which is beautiful, too. <laughs> and I think our, our listeners will be much more happier for that. And yet now, you know, we've talked about all these different things, and, and we now, I think, need to hit on the importance of the role of the woman within our call to masculinity. We've talked in brief about, you know, complementarity and how, how there is that. Uh, but I would love to hear how your wife has just helped you in your journey to being the man that you're called to be and just what that looks like and what it's looked like, especially over the, you know, the last few years. I mean, honestly, man, she's my rib. You know what I mean? Um, Excuse my Southerness, but uh, that is so true. Uh, You know, she's my rib, my everything, my best friend. Uh, You know, she's the, she's, to death do we part and um uh, she's your lady dead. may in the word of she, tyler childers you know that's a wonderful song man <laughs> i'm so glad that you brought that up but uh that's well a, when you when you said your grandpa was a pastor i just thought of him because yeah. i think he's from <laughs> he kentucky is. right it, he is it, from it's either kentucky or west virginia but okay. uh all, we should pray for his conversion by the way his wife's catholic oh uh, really was at least yeah and uh so i absolutely like lady may um Catholic girl pray for me. That reminds me of my wife. Um and then um what's another the Triune God. You know, they're all they're all great songs. And uh but yeah, oh you know I'm not the toughest hickory that's uh, her hands have ever fell, but I'm a hickory just <laughs> as well. You know what I mean? Um so yes, you know she she's my she's my everything. Um you know and we always say this to each other each other, you know other other than Jesus, I love you more than anything in this world. Uh, you know, she's a she's a convert as well. Um, you know, she's just so filled with gentleness and grace. Um, 
I personally, and I'm not just saying this because she's right behind me. No, I'm just kidding. I, I really <laughs> see uh, Jesus in her. And it really has inspired me even more to be the man God called me to be. You know, I think Venerable uh, Fulton Sheen said, uh, when a man loves a woman, he has to become worthy of her. My mm. wife, I needed to become, I felt called to be, because the first time I saw that woman, and this never happened before, I knew I was going to marry her. And I'm sure that happened with you. Uh, you know, my wife, uh, you know, I would lay down my life for her. Mm-hmm. And I didn't quite understand that up until truly the moment she walked down the aisle. That's when it all started just making sense. Um, you know, that's when I knew I will love you like Christ loved loves his bride, the church. Um, and it all made sense from there. And it's made sense ever since. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very happy. and I'm a better man because of her today. Yep. A, a, amen to, to everything <clears throat> you just said. Sorry, I needed to clear my th- throat there. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's just so true. And that's the beauty, I think, of of marriage. It's the beauty of relationship. It's the beauty of the complementarity of man and woman. I mean, John Paul II with his theology of the body just goes into detail about the complementarity of man and woman. And I think there's so much value there. And for for us in this topic, it's just, you know, you, I, you'll love this, I think, and you've probably thought about this before, but mm-hmm. I, I think, I think I was listening to Fulton Sheen and he made this reference. And if I'm wrong, if it's not Fulton Sheen, he'll forgive me. I mean, he's, he's not <laughs> fighting, he's not fighting for this, but he was talking, I think it was him. He was talking about how we look at war and we look at violence. And the point made was, Never once has a war been started fighting for the affection of a man. But you think about you think about the amount of men who have gone to war for the affection of a woman, you know, or even these wars that have started between countries because they wanted to marry the Mm -hmm. princess or the queen. You know, they wanted the queen of the other place. This is the beauty of women. It brings us out of ourselves. And it makes us want to be more than we are. We're willing to die for the potential of love with another person. And I think now, of course, in today's society, things look a little different. But at the same time, we still fight for the affections of women. And I think when we are at our best, we have that same mentality. Now, of course, as Christians, as Catholics, this looks a little bit different. As you said, it's laying down your life for for your spouse. I've been talking to a bunch of my friends who've gotten married recently, and maybe your story is similar. Um, and we're talking to to each other, and and you know, we ask the question, "How are you enjoying marriage?" And it's great. The women, oftentimes or every time, actually, have all said, "Oh, it's been wonderful. I am loving marriage. It has been so good." And you ask the men, and they all, every guy that I've asked has said the same thing. It's been. It's beautiful, and yet it's really hard. And the reason that each response is like that is because the men that I know are really trying their very best to love their spouse well. And in that love is a required sacrifice to put your spouse above yourself and above all else. And not to say that the, the, the female doesn't have that same responsibility, but it certainly looks different. And in our vocation, we are given the gift the 
beautiful responsibility to lay our lives down for that person in the practical and also in the spiritual. And it is so good when we do that. Today's podcast is sponsored by The Catholic Company. The Catholic Company is a one-stop shop for all your Catholic needs. From rosaries to books to clothing, The Catholic Company has it all. Use the code in the show notes to get 20% off your order. Amen. Yes, it uh, it's I, I can definitely have vouch for that. It is uh, being a husband and a father is the hardest thing, two things I have ever done in my entire life. But let me tell you, I have and for some inspiration for all of you all discerning, you know, either marriage or the priesthood. I have never been happier in all of my life, and I've never had more responsibility on my shoulders than I do right now. Um, but I just pray to God that he broadens my shoulders and I'm just going to love my family as much as I can. And uh, they bring so much joy to my life, um, especially in the grand scheme of things. And I, I hope that, uh, you know, I can lead them to heaven. Amen. Amen. Well, this has been, Nick, this has been such a great conversation. I want to give you the opportunity to just share final thoughts. Um, final thoughts. Um, well, first of all, Brennan, thank you so much uh, for, uh, for bringing me on here. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, it's been, been a really blessing to talk with you today. And, uh, although I'm, I'm more of a writer than an orator, I hope I have, uh, you know, done well on your podcast and I hope I can, you know, bring some light to, you know, uh, Catholic masculinity as a whole. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I would love to get on here some other time with you too. I, mean, I feel like we've got a lot of things we could talk about. <laughs> oh, this has been wonderful, truly. And yes, you're always welcome. We definitely uh, need to do the, uh, uh, the conversation on uh, AI. AI. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, that's a, that's all I have. Uh, if you, if you need anything else, I'd be happy to answer any other questions. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been wonderful speaking with you, Brendan. Well, I got, I got two questions for you. So I ask these to every okay. guest the first time that they come on. So I, I would love to, to get yeah, your, your response, but these are the gotta be, gotta be saints questions. So the first one is who is on your Mount Rushmore of saints? Woo. How big's the mountain? Well, you know, in Mount Rushmore Rushmore Uh, currently has four, but, you know, if you want to add more, this is a Catholic mountain, so it can expand. That's right. Uh, I'll give a big four. Um, So St. Francis is my patron saint. Uh, It's actually my son's middle name as well. Uh, So St. Francis, St. Augustine of Hippo, St. Ambrose, St. Benedict, uh, for me personally, um, you know, identify them by their quotes, really. Um, a lot of the things that they've said, I've really, um, they've been very, I, I don't use this word very often and I'm not, I'm more, I'm more logical as opposed to emotional. However, a lot of the things that they have said, um, you know, in their writings, uh, in the way their spiritual life is, uh, has really moved me and, uh, I, and brought me closer to Christ. And uh, I'm sure there are already groans of what about Aquinas? And I agree, you know, the saint, the saints really are 
the Mount Rushmore of the church as a whole. You know what I mean? But uh, those are the ones I mostly identify with and reflect on in my spiritual life for sure. And I definitely have more of a Franciscan spirituality. I love it. I love it. Francis is one of my favorites too. So yeah. Who is, who are yours? If you don't mind me asking. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess it kind of changes time after time, but it depends on what part of life you're in. Yeah. I, I mean, I would say that there's, there's always kind of the same. I, I love St. Peter. He's my boy. And yeah. he's probably my favorite. Uh, just because I can relate to him. I love St. Peter Julian Amard. Uh, just such a beautiful, I mean, his writings just move me every time I read them. A really great Eucharistic saint. Uh, St. Louis de Montfort. I remember doing the consecration when I was in high school. And ever since, I mean, mom and I have just been getting closer and closer each day. Awesome. Um, and then besides those three, I love St. Francis of Assisi. I've been to Assisi twice and each time it's really incredible. And just, he, he moves me his story, but I love Faustina as well. I was able to go visit her one time in Poland where she is. And then uh, I'd say that's probably, well, that's a good four. That's a good four. Uh, that that is for sure. And uh, yeah, I I could add a couple anyway. My my wife, go ahead. My wife's patron saint is uh, St. Therese of Lisieux and uh, Lisieux and obviously St. Paul. Oh, goodness. Uh, you know, I could go on, of course, but I, I'm going to go ahead and stick with my four. St. Francis, St. Augustine, St. Ambrose and St. Benedict. Uh, so we'll go. I'll go with that. Yeah. The only other one I'll I'll add there and I always forget him because I'm dumb. But he has been—he's <laughs> been my saint of the year the last three years, and he's the guy I turn to most days when I when I remember is Saint Joseph. I mean, who do, who better to emulate as a, as a husband than Saint Joseph? And I, I, I think I forget him oftentimes because I don't have anything to read of his. But you know, maybe that's the beauty of it. It's just he shows me how to act. Complete, complete humility. How, yeah, exactly. So he's 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 the man. Um, all right, I got one Saint, final question for you. Or go ahead. Yes, sir. No, I was just saying, St. Joseph, the worker, pray for us. Pray for us. Amen. All right, so God willing, one day, Nick, you're going to be a saint. What do you think you're going to be the patron saint of? Uh, well. AI? There's so many. Uh, yes, I thought, <laughs> thought about that. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a there's a current riff in the Catholic community on AI and AI art, which I do use in some of my posts, which I'm perfectly fine with. And if anybody has a problem with that, you know, comment. Uh, we can talk about that. Um, but uh, I, I think I would, uh, would be the patron saint of cybersecurity. Um, I'm in I'm in tech for a living myself. And, you know, Saint Isidore. Um, has the whole internet. Well, I want to protect the interweb public sphere. St. Nicholas of Louisville, the patron saint of blue teaming. So I think, I think I'll pick that one. I love it. All right. Before, (laughs) before I let you go though, I got to ask which one of your most recent posts is AI. Oh, here, let me check real quick. Uh, Cause I'm looking at your photos right now and most of them, I mean, they're, they're beautiful. If you don't follow his page, uh, I need to tell you, follow Catholic Manhood. It's beautiful, beautiful content. I'll, of course, put that in the show notes. But I always love your photos. Yeah, thank you so much, man. I try to have like a a running theme of like the red 
in there. I, I'm trying to think. I, I know I put one not too recent or pretty recently. Um, oh, yes. So they're, they're, they're like two in a row, uh, really. Uh, or there's one that says the Oret Labora by St. Benedict. That one yeah. is of AI. Um, and the one right before that where it says, Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel of St. Paul. Yeah. And then, and then there's one. Oh, I have uh, the one with uh, this says the most deadly poison of our time is indifference by St. Maximilian Colby. That is definitely an AI one, too. So, there, oh. uh, yes. So there's there's a few of them. And um, I try to be very careful when I see ones who have like 20 fingers or something like that. I'm very careful, like who they depict and things, because like all things, there's ethics involved and, you know, theology involved. So you get you do have to be careful with using it. But really. I mean, it makes for striking posts. That's for sure. Yeah, I like it. Well, thank you so much, Nick. This has been wonderful. And and before we get going, I, of course, want to shout out our sponsors. Please check out the Catholic Company. Use the code that is in the show notes. I'm not going to tell you it here. You got to check out the show notes (laughs) and you can get 20% off your order. And that's the same thing with Good Catholic. That's goodcatholic.com. Use the code in the show notes and you can get 20% off. But thank you so much, Nick, for coming on. This has been a real joy. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. If you haven't already, click the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. And we would really appreciate, I would really appreciate if you'd leave a review. If you liked our conversation, give it five stars. That really helps the Gotta Be Saints podcast continue to grow and have more people see it that would maybe not otherwise. Thanks again. God bless and have a great day. Hey, thank you, Brendan. See you, listener land. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to subscribe and check out goodcatholic.com for more details.